This show is brought to you in part by the Iron Range Resources and Rehabilitation. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metzen. We have a really fun show for you this evening, featuring two identical twins that play jazz and love to cook. The identical Potash twins, trumpeter Adiv and trombone player Ezra, are finding their muse in Funky Town this summer. Just 21, but already making a name in both the jazz and culinary worlds, the Omaha natives charmed producer and songwriter Stephen Greenberg enough to return to the recording studio to serve as executive producer on their second album, The Potash Twins. It's being cut in June at Essential Sessions Studios in St. Paul just about six weeks ago. Stephen Greenberg's biggest hit under the band name Lips Inc., Funky Town was a worldwide smash. It hit number one on four different music charts 35 years ago this month, while also being licensed in subsequent years to countless films, TV shows, advertising platforms, and sporting events. Steven's working with my two guests in the studio, the Potash Twins, and before we get chatting with them, we're going to hear a cut off their upcoming CD, which they will be releasing, uh, having a party at the Ice House on August 11th, a song called Lyricless. We'll hear it and be back with the gentleman after the song. sounded great. Uh, I have the Potash Twins, Adiv and Ezra with me. Ezra plays the trombone and uh, Adiv plays the trumpet. That was really a great song. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having us on, Paul. Oh, thanks for being here. Very excited. So Lyric List is a song that Ezra and I wrote together along with uh, the six other tunes, all original. Uh, we named it Lyric List uh, for many reasons, but the the music is really pop and pop and jazz mm-hmm. fused. And uh, the reason it's called lyricless is because all the songs that we wrote, while there are no there's no singer or um, there, I mean there's there's no lyrics, but uh, there it's written in a way where you aren't missing a, a vocalist, but you are hearing the lines that some a singer would sing. Okay, so, ly- lyricless is our way of saying that we can still play lyrics and uh, music that you can relate to from a vocalist on our horns and and do it lyrically. Exactly. Very lyrically, hopefully. All right, so you guys are from Omaha, Nebraska. We are. We are Cornhuskers, born and raised. Is there any other famous jazz cats from, from Omaha or yeah. Nebraska? Not really. There's. It is a very, very good musical community. Mm-hmm. We, had, we were very fortunate to be growing up in Omaha and uh, wanting to be developing musicians. There were so many opportunities for us to showcase ourselves and, you know, grow and learn as musicians. Um, it just, it's a really great community to grow up. I think Dee and I would both, mm-hmm. uh, elaborate on the fact that if it wasn't for the, like the school system we were in and the musical education, we just, we wouldn't be the same people we are today. We love the Omaha music scene for many reasons. The, the first reason is it's just big enough where large acts will come into town, but mm-hmm. small enough where we can go see them and actually have time one-on-one with them. Right. So... Uh, that was a huge um, like plus for us growing up there and uh, influenced us in many, many ways. Um, we we saw everybody from Chris Bodie, Whitten Marsalis, tons. I mean, who else? I mean, in the jazz world, just so many people, you know, uh, came through town, and we always had the pleasure of seeing them. So there was a there was a, a groups that would bring, like my hometown of Virginia, Minnesota, would bring everything from jazz and folk artists to symphonies. So there must be a really good cultural support Mm -hmm. system in Omaha for that sounds like. Yeah, Mm. I think that's one really interesting thing about Omaha, Nebraska, is it's kind of a a misconception, is, uh, 
I know that it's in Nebraska, which doesn't really have the reputation of being an arts community, right. but Omaha is a very progressive city where uh, a lot of very, very big acts come in, and it's a lot because of the community wanting them to, to come in, not necessarily because the artists themselves say, they look at the map and say, Omaha's the place for us. Right. It's because the community says, oh, Winton, we'd love for you to be here because right. we know you'd fit right in. When did you guys start to play? Uh, yeah, we started... I w in middle school, okay, and we weren't very serious until uh, well into high school, right? So, uh, I mean, we always enjoyed playing, but I think I don't know when you're when you're growing up. I don't think it really crosses your mind that you're going to do something for your career, right? Unless it's a fireman or police officer, but right. uh, or, or play football for the Cornhuskers, exactly. Okay, yeah. So no, I don't think we knew that this is going to be this was going to be our life, for, you know, but. Uh, it was just a really, really great place to to kind of test the waters a little bit. And and for us, it it might it, like it couldn't have been music. It could have been anything really. We just love being in front of people and making people feel like happy uh, when we they were around us. So we could have been on us any stage really. Right. We could have been, have been comedians or actors, but we music was our it was our it was the pathway we took and we kind of ran with it. Right. Well, we, you guys are both uh, just chatting with you out in the uh, the lobby you're both really funny i can it's easy i could i could see a uh, jazz inflected cooking inflected reality tv show starring the potash twins anytime now maybe That's on the sci, maybe on the sci-fi channel yeah we're, we're omaha is so sci-fi well you know what they say about it's out uh, of this world they say about uh, uh, a, a good neighbor will babysit a great neighbor will babysit identical twins that's funny. I've never heard I've that. I've never before. heard that. <laughs> Feel free well, to use no, one, it. no one wants to tell you that. No one wants to tell identical <laughs> twins that. Well, you had a fortuitous meeting with Wynton Marcellus yeah. that really mm -hmm. put a stamp on where you are now here today that led you this it was, direction. It was a very serendipitous moment for us. We were... Uh, we went to the to go uh, see his show. We were looking forward to it for a very long time. We obviously had our horns in the car, just for right. hoping that something could ha could happen. Cool. With it. We're we're sitting in, I guess, in the audience, and the show gets done, and we kind of get ushered out of the like somewhat out of the room, and within like 30 seconds of the show being done, we find ourselves in the green room with wow. Quentin, and there's probably like 20 people there, and. He just was interested in us, and it was very clear at that moment um, that we had the connection. We didn't know what it was. Right. It ended up being we all had the same birthday. October 18th. October yeah. 18th. Really? And, um, you know, my favorite Bob Dylan line is from the song, It's All, it's all Over Now, Baby Blue, is, take what you have gathered from coincidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it to me anything with coincidence is uh, being at the right place at the right time with the right amount of knowledge. Mm -hmm. So we... It w we could have just by happenstance meant Witten, but it was the it was we we kind of ensnared him with our love of jazz and the fact that we were play I do play trumpet and he's the trumpet master and, right uh, and something that's very important to Winton is the long term vision of jazz and I think when he sees two young musicians that are interested and willing to to learn, learn. from someone like him it really it really just caught him by surprise and I think he was very willing to give up his time for us and I think. It was a very, very transformative experience for us because we learned uh, if something's really important to you, you'll you'll uh, give anyone the time of day. Right. Because if Winton's going to give us an hour and a half of his time, we're willing to give up our time because he was so generous with us. Did you go grab your instruments and bring it in and play with <laughs> Our him? dad ran to our car. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't have a heart attack along the way. But Thanks, he, Pops. <laughs> yeah, we ended up bringing the horns back and, and the from lesson that, began. And from that moment on, after we had that lesson, we would always bring our horns to any concert we went to. Right. Because to us, that's like a kid bringing their baseball glove sure. to a baseball game. Absolutely. It, there's no difference. That And to, to us, they come in and we want, that's our connection with them. We want to be able to learn from them in any way. Well, whether it's visually from the, being an audience member, watching what they're doing, and then audio, like listening to what they're, what they're doing, listening. But, um, you know, I think like going back to Omaha, it's a small enough community where we can make that happen or we go and, not only have the connection, but can learn from them, personally. So, do you remember what song you played first for well, Mr. Marcellus? Yes. Okay. So, interestingly enough, the week after that was the Allstate auditions for the like Allstate Jazz in Nebraska. So you had your, your chops were together. No, really? I, had, I I wasn't that good. I didn't think I was going to make it or anything. I had okay. no intentions of actually practicing that. I brought this in, and he was looking at them, and he was like, uh, "Oh, these are just bird bird." Yeah, these are the same chord changes as confirmation. Confirmation by, Charlie by no, no, by bird. And he said, "Do you know who bird is?" Charlie Parker. Not, yeah, the fourteen-year-old me had no idea of right. that. 
So we were, we're going through this music. I sounded horrible, but he still spent the time. He knew that I was enjoying it and I was learning a lot from him. So and he I think just, he saw that the, uh, the fact that if he sh- kind of like walked us through it, that we'd put in the effort in our own time right. and yeah. get back to him. Well, and he's got big enough ears where he could, you know, even with a, a beginner, you can, you know, I, I've taught guitar for the years. You you can hear it. Mm-hmm. You can hear a, a basic talent yeah. that's that's ready to blossom yeah. with the right mentor. So he must have heard some maturity, and so did the Allstate band, because I, I made the Allstate group as a sophomore in high school, which doesn't happen. In, well, it sounds small because it's Nebraska, but it, it's a very competitive jazz uh, right. high, educationally. So, and then from there on, continued and made it every single year after that as lead trumpet. Wow. So, I mean, it was just an amazing experience. And uh, it would be naive of me to say that I only learned how to play the audition music from right. Lincoln. But, no, obviously I took that to all my practicing and kind of, like, ran with what he taught me. Do you remember what uh, parting advice that Winton gave you as you were leaving with your dad? Yeah, his cell phone number. <laughs> well, there you go. Say no yeah, more. Yeah. The, that, that, that's, uh, that's a very big compliment. It, it's very nice. And, and, and it's a huge door to walk through. Oh, yes. And uh, he so he, he, basically, he gave us a cell phone number and said, anytime you're in New York, give me a call. And... Um, so we saw him a couple of times in New York. He'd take us to shows, take us to photo shoots. So we got we got to hang out. And uh, a couple of years went by, and we he asked what we were going to do for school. And we definitely thought about going to school for jazz after, you know, having right. worked with him a little bit. And he, we were like, well, we, are, we auditioned at Berkeley, but where else do we go? He said, you can't go to Berkeley. You have to be in New York. You just have to be in North. That's where it's happening. And he offered to uh, help us with our college essays. Wow. Too. So we ended up both get like both getting great scholarships to schools in New York City. And hopefully it wasn't just him. It was hopefully some of the talent that we worked we worked for uh, with some of the like words of wisdom he gave us. But fantastic. Yeah, that's where we've been for the past three years. More with the Potash twins on the second set of the Wall of Power Radio Hour. We're going to hear some more music after new EP. With spring, it's car wash season. Thank goodness for the Luther Advantage program from Rudy Luther Toyota. Not only do I save 10 cents off per gallon of gas at holiday station stores, but I also get big discounts on car washes. And with free two years of maintenance with every new Toyota purchased, I can get my oil change and spring service done with the best service and maintenance department at Rudy Luther Toyota. Clear your spring checklist with great service from Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169. Saturdays at 1 p.m., you have a chance at a fresh start, a new beginning. Hi, everybody. This is Freddie Bell, host of New Beginnings. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, spirituality, and even entertainment. Every day is a chance for a fresh start. Join us Saturdays at 1 p.m. for New Beginnings with Freddie Bell on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. AM 950 listeners, we have a home cleaning company with an offer just for you. They're Blue Sky Services. Blue Sky Services will wash your windows, siding, gutters, clean those black streaks off your roof, and more. Window washing starts at $100. Siding cleaning starts at $199. Call Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484 to ask for the AM 950 special. If you hear this, you have an exclusive house cleaning offer for June only. Call 651-447-4484. That's Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484. I'm Steve Conklin. And I'm Jake DeRoff. We're the hosts of the Mortgage Talk Show, Sundays at 1230. Steve, what are we going to talk about this week? This week, we cover Wells Fargo's retail pullback and interview Joe Waddell from Advanced Credit Solutions, talking about repairing and maintaining your credit. Check us out for more information. Email us any questions at mortgagetalkshow.com. Tune in to the Mortgage Talk Show every Sunday at 1230 on AM 950. Northeast Minneapolis is known for its creativity, and you'll know exactly why when you eat at Hazel's Northeast. Their creatively prepared comfort food will have you coming back week after week. Breakfasts like biscuits and gravy, granola pancakes, and brisket hash. For lunch, homemade soup, and one of the best Rubens in town. And don't miss the daily risotto or Chef Ali's ever-changing dinner specials. Come on in. Bring the whole family. Hazel's Northeast delivers real good food. Family owned at 29th and Johnson in Minneapolis. If you're someone that counts on AM 950 to bring you the latest in progressive politics, news, and talk, remember, we can't do it alone. 
Support our many great advertisers and let them know you heard about their business on AM 950. If you don't know who to talk to, simply write AM 950 on your receipt. AM 950 is supported by small local businesses, so you're not only helping us and those businesses, but our local economy as well. For a complete list of our sponsors, log on to am950radio.com. back with the second set of the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metzen. The song we were just listening to is a number called Blackout by my guests, the Potash Twins, Ezra and Adiv, who are with me in the studio. Tell us a little bit about the tune Blackout. Well, Blackout is a very, very cool song. I think it was the first song that I wrote on this album that we wrote together. Mm-hmm. It, was, it kind of gave us the opportunity to hear what pop sounded like without a without a vocalist and okay. throwing a horn in where the where the singer would be right and once we heard that it kind of inspired us to continue to write in that direction which uh was really really enlightening because this is music that you can't really hear anywhere else right and we just kept running with it and running with it until we ended up with these amazing six songs that really are just a very brand new direction especially coming from a jazz background but we like to say we come from a jazz background heading in a pop direction right well you know, and of course, there's a great precedent for it. To, for example, Miles Davis playing, mm-hmm. you know, Bye Bye Blackbird years yeah. ago. And I had the pleasure in the early 90s of hearing Miles. Uh, I'd heard the recording, but hear him play live Human Nature by Michael Jackson. That was oh, well. just amazing. A simple melody, but it, uh, with that sort of. Uh, virtuosity behind it and so on. It just makes it a very powerful experience. So well, that's something that's always been pretty uh, big in jazz, is taking what's popular and kind of infusing what the jazz background uh, is and, into it. And the direction we're going with, you know, there's so all the jazz standards are basically show tunes right. from the 40s and 50s. The problem with that is people now, like our generation, doesn't connect to those songs. Right. They don't know the show tunes from the 40s or 50s. Right. So in they, order to they, in they, order to have the, your audience connect with you, you need to play something that they'll want relatable. to listen to and relatable. Right. And that's that. Obviously, that's the direction we're going to, moving it in a, in a pop direction. Well, I think that's it's really exciting. Number one, you have uh, jazz, which I love. Uh, you know, and you know, millions of people around the world love, but it's, you know, there's only two or three percent of the people in the world buy jazz records yeah. per se. Mm-hmm. So it's nice that two young cats like yourself and your generation c- can come up and bring the jazz chops with the great yeah. melodies. And in your case, original melodies. Well, and the yeah. thing is if they're the two or 3% that are buying jazz albums are buying old jazz albums, they're not buying right. new jazz albums. And I think that was something that was really important to both D and myself. We go, you know, we're 21 years old. Our, a lot of our friends don't listen to jazz. have never heard Miles Davis, right. never heard Charlie Parker. And something that was really important to us was to introduce them to something that was new. Right. And so what we did, we took our background into, you know, at Manhattan School of Music, we have to know 50 jazz standards a year. And we right. keep learning and learning and learning until we're both libraries of performing jazz. So to us, we, you know, it, I love that because it's, it helps us to, uh, with our technical chops, but people my age can't relate to those songs. They don't, they don't relate to Gershwin anymore. And so our goal Everyone with this album... Everyone relates to Gershwin. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's an opinion. But yeah. our goal with this album is to kind of show them, like dangle it in front of them. Here's what it could sound right. like. Do you like it? If so, continue when listening to right. other things. And so I think well, that this we're, album... We're, will, opening, we're opening them up to jazz. I think we're... We're the connectors between that. And this generation needs that. Our generation needs that. Right. Well, there's a whole generation right now that is, you know, I refer to it as as very uh, near the early 1970s in terms of the generations that are getting into the old blues, country music. They're calling it now uh, original music in that vein, Americana. But I do think there's a whole... uh, your generation is very open-minded to it, and once they hear it, they'll follow it and, and buy it and participate in and it. And I think what everybody forgets about jazz is it's the true American art form. Right. It's like, 
Yeah, I mean, it was created in America, and it really speaks towards the people and the culture, and uh, you know, the fact that it's a melting pot of music from every, like, from different cultures with African rhythms, Cuban rhythms. It's a melting pot of different cultures, but I think it should be a melting pot of different generations too. Right, and I think that's what we bring to it. Well, I think what's great about it too. Uh, you know, they call New Orleans, of course, the cradle of jazz. Mm-hmm. And uh, Louis Armstrong, say no more, born on Pops. the 4th of July, 1900. But you were working with not only Wynton Marcellus from the great New Orleans Marcellus family, uh, but Mr. John Batiste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell yeah. us about that connection. And That's t- actually first a really of all, great tell, story. Them who, tell them who John Batiste is. So and then John Batiste is a name that you might have not heard yet, but you will starting in September. He is the new band leader for Stephen Colbert in the Late Night Show. Is that what it's called? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he is. he was a very... Uh, very fun person that we were very fortunate enough to work with because day one we moved to New York and we bumped into him on the street. Really? And, you know, D and I, we've been Literally following, just bumped into bumped him on, him on the street. We That's were walking fantastic. on 72nd and Broadway, getting on the subway, see him carrying around his melodica, which is a little, I don't know if you know what that is. It's, oh, I know what I'm You kind of blow yeah. through it and, and it's like a little piano. And if you're not a musician, you wouldn't think that's an instrument. My mother a, was a, like a, a Girl Scout leader and the melodica was a big uh, instrument mm. around the campfires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, yeah, it's a very fun instrument. And, and it, <laughs> I think it originally was a, like a children's toy. Right. Yeah. That now is being used by one of the most virtuosic musicians of our time, which is great. And I bet it's at some point Rasan Roland Kirk probably played one. <laughs> he I'm, probably played two uh, at a time. Two at a time, right. Exactly. Yeah. So we bumped into John on the street and we said, We know who you are. Winton is a mutual connection between both of us. He is a very good That's dog. a good name to drop. And we're lucky that we have that name to drop. But he, he said uh, he said, you know, I'm playing at uh, this church in Harlem. Why don't you guys stop by? Really? And to us, we, we were kind of taken aback. We're like, wow, okay, we're going to get to actually like spend some time with this guy. And what does John play again? He Piano. And piano, Monica, okay. Yeah, uh, among other things. He's yeah. a very talented person. And uh, so we show up to this church, and there's like 20 people there, and everyone is dancing, listening to this guy. He is he. The one thing about him is he can create one of the most uplifting vibes out of any musician ever. He can mm-hmm. make... He can make anything sound amazing. And right after it was done, he said, what are you guys doing? Would you like to come to dinner with me? And we're like, yeah, we would love to go to dinner with you. And we go to Silvio's in Harlem, which is just like one of the best soul food places ever. And we sit down and he goes, yeah, I I like Twin Tuition, guys. And we're like, oh my God, this dude bought our album (laughs) between like the the hours we were apart (laughs) and listened to it. And we started talking. He's like, yeah, there's a lot of sounds of, you know, my hometown, New Orleans in it. And I can tell you guys are, you know, you, you know what you're doing. And he said, what are you guys doing on Friday? And we, you know, it's our first week in New York. We had, we didn't know what we were doing. We were like, no, yeah. we knew what we were doing. We were going to go see Bobby McFerrin and Whitmore Marsalis play. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so he said, I'm playing at Dizzy's Club. Would you guys like to sit in and play with me? And Was that Birdland? No, Dizzy's Club is Jazz Lincoln Center. It's, okay. one of, it's like Winton's kind of intimate jazz okay, club. Okay, cool. Yeah. And we you know, we were freaking out this whole time because not only did we just get to hear John Batiste, we just had dinner with him, and he invited us to play. Plus, things like this only happen in New York City. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is our first week. I, we met him the first day we moved there. Fantastic. And we're playing with him three days later. Just imagine that phone call to our parents. Hey, Mom, Dad, we just met John Batiste. Now we're playing at the number one jazz club in New York City. And it's like, we've been here for three days. Wow. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And it went in and Bobby McFerrin were in the audience that night. It's just, it's ridiculous. Unbelievable. Very fortunate that that was an experience we had. But so we kept, uh, after we played, he, you know, John was, he just said, you guys are great. I'd love for you to keep playing. And he would randomly call us up in Texas and say, hey, meet at Union Square. We're just going to start playing. And next thing we knew, there were viral videos, whatever, on YouTube of uh, this little mini band playing in in Union Square in the subway. And we we just became like – he would just – text us and say, we're going to go meet up here and play. And so we probably played with them like several more times that year. And that, I think that just describes our first year, year in New York was just these amazing experiences with John Batiste. Well, I think you just defined the word kismet. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We have uh, two great young men. They happen to be identical twins, Ezra and Adib. Potash, what's the name of the new record? This EP? It's the Potash ones. Okay. Yeah, that's, named after That's ourselves. easy enough to remember. <laughs> they have a, a CD release party coming up at the Ice House, 26th and Nicollet. What's the start time on that? Uh, doors open at 6 p.m. and the gig's right at 7. More with the Potash Twins on the Lollapower Radio Hour, including a live performance after these messages. 
The number one source of the Twin Cities Gay Scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. I'm Richard R.J. Escal, and this week on the Zero Hour, Kara Eastman on running for Congress from the left in Nebraska. Richard Wolf on capitalism, alienation, and economics. Democratic strategist Mike Lux and activist Kristen Rowe Finkbeiner on their new books and Dr. America Talks Medicare for All. All this and more on the Zero Hour every Sunday night from 9 till midnight on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Do yourself a favor and check out the amazing cuisine of EatLocalMinnesota.com. More than just a website, EatLocalMinnesota.com provides you with the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities. Serving family favorites in Minneapolis since 1964, Milda's Cafe is a great spot for breakfast or lunch. Wake up with their delicious Eggs Benedict or biscuits and gravy and savor their many great lunch options. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Milda serves authentic Finnish pasties. Open weekdays 6 to 3 and now on weekends 8 to 2 on Glenwood Avenue, 4 blocks east of Penn. Specializing in Szechuan and Peking cuisine, the Great Wall Chinese Restaurant has been a local favorite since 1981. They offer one of the most extensive menus in the Twin Cities. Favorites include the sesame chicken, imperial beef, and Peking duck. The Great Wall Restaurant is located off 45th and France with takeout available too. More at greatwallrestaurant.us. As a family-owned business, Standard Heating and Air Conditioning has been serving the Twin Cities since 1930. A new furnace or air conditioner from Standard Heating and Air can lower your monthly utility bills, administer more consistent temperatures, and even improve indoor air quality, making your home safer and healthier for the whole family. The average heating and cooling system lasts 15 to 20 years. So if yours is on its last legs, call Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Learn more at standardheatingdeals.com. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, the comfort you deserve. Crazy about pets? We are too. The Pet Connection Show is a great venue for fun, informative, and creative conversations about pets. Join myself, Kathy Menard, and Dr. Nicole Parole, along with guests who are leaders in the dynamic and growing pet industry, as we discuss healthcare, relationships, behaviors, and even political issues as they relate to our pets. So come, sit, stay for the Pet Connection Show, Sundays 11 a.m. to noon on AM 950 Radio, the progressive voice of Minnesota. With your AM 950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Tonight has a 30% chance of rain with a low around 64. Sunday, partly sunny with a high near 80. And Sunday night, a chance of showers with a low around 65. Monday, rainy with a high of 79. And Monday night, rainy with a low around 57. EatLocalMinnesota.com's restaurant of the week is Seward Co-op Creamery. With a menu that features dishes ranging from vegetarian sandwiches to fresh burgers, the Seward Co-op Creamery is committed to sustaining a healthy community. Check them out at 2601 East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. third set of the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metzler. I'm delighted to have a couple of new friends in the studio, the Potash Twins, Ezra and Dee, and that was a number off their new record, and that was called Jazz Siren. You guys are a couple of jazz sirens. <laughs> what Tell us about that tune. That tune is actually probably the most modern sounding tune on yeah. on the, on the album it's has a very like 90s hip hop feel with a lot of really really cool bass stuff a lot of cool synth stuff and obviously I, cool horn stuff cool horn stuff <laughs> i've i think i've really fun especially solo. cool especially horn cool horn stuff some really really cool horn stuff really good sounds really cool harmony trumpet really yeah. really fun trombone solo you like it when you hear it cool yeah tell us about who played on the new record 
We had we had, Steve, a, great, yeah. we well, had a great group of young people on, uh, playing on the album. Right. Uh, Stephen made a point to get uh, like younger music, musicians on the album uh, that we could connect to and hopefully have a future with performing. And so uh, um, Stephen brought in Corey Wong to uh, like associate produce the album, and Corey helped us assemble all the people. So on bass we had Ian Allison. Uh, drums we had Patari Janchik right um, and then we also Tommy had Barbarella. Tommy Barbarella on piano so you had one old yeah. guy in yeah there. exactly <laughs> yeah token oldster there always has to be one old guy oh hell yeah, yeah and then are we missing anybody John Fields oh, yeah. played a little bit of guitar on it and also mixed the Make album that two old guys then. and then, <laughs> and then Co Corey played guitar also well yeah. John is Stephen Greenberg's uh, nephew for yep. those of you that are just uh, tuning in to the Wall of Power Radio Hour I have the Protash Twins Ezra and Dean with me and their new record is produced by legendary funky town man steven greenberg mm -hmm. so how did once again how did you hook up with steven it was actually very serendipitous we bumped into him at a restaurant and we kind of recognized him we didn't know really who he was but he just looked like a musician yeah so we went over to him and we said i think we're supposed to know you and he goes i think we're supposed to know you and he pulls out an email from a friend and and it was about us and he said really? you gotta know these guys and so we, we immediately hit it off and we said you know let's schedule time to get together and talk a little bit and we showed him our music, and he wanted in after hearing it. So very fortunate to have that relationship. Was that a restaurant here in Minneapolis? Bar Louie. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Really fun. Well, that is, uh, once again, another fortuitous moment in um, the last six or seven years of your lives that has yeah. included several of those. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's kind of, it, it's like meant to happen. Oh, It yeah. feels pretty weird when it happens, but... I don't know. It's pretty cool. You just know that some, you know, someone's trying to help you somewhere. What did uh, what caused you to be in Minneapolis to be able to run into Mr. Greenberg? Well, we actually went to a camp here. Oh, and okay. uh, we have a lot of friends that live here. My mom's family lives here, and so we were always in Minneapolis. What was the now. camp? Herzl Camp, Webster, Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know that's where uh, Bob Dylan used to Bob go when he was yep. a kid. And a lot of really a, cool alumni there. Yeah, and yeah. met a very good friend of mine who's not with us anymore named Larry Keegan. <laughs> they met at that camp. There's some great pictures of Bob and Larry and his, his friends mm -hmm. from that time. So you meet Stephen. Yep. He's interested in producing you. What? How does it go from there? Well... At first, he was kind of hesitant because, you know, when you look at us, you don't know what to think. It, right. I mean, it's this radio, so you can't really see pictures of us. But Google us. Look at www.potashtwins.com, and you'll you'll see some cool pictures. Right. We, we have a very unique look, and uh, there's a lot more than meets the eye in terms of music. And I think he was taken aback a little bit by the brand and the image of what we look like. And then when he heard the music, he knew that we could back it up. Right. And he was in from, from the first note he heard. Right. And uh, I think he'd agree with that if he was here. Well, it is unique that two uh, twins or two uh, family members really play equally as well. Did you... I wouldn't say that. I think I'm better than him. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you have to wait in here then, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I'm assuming that that's the case. But uh, I have to tell you, I'm going to make a prediction here in the Wall of Power Radio Hour that you two guys have such a uh, symmetry with each other and such great interaction. And you're both uh, intelligent and really funny. You guys are going to be the new click and clack. <laughs> now, it might not be an automotive show, but I can see uh, the Potash Twins as the new click and clack doing, let's say, a culinary show. Tell the audience about your interest in food. Well, there's so many amazing connections between music and food, whether it's jazz and food specifically, or, you know, the way a kitchen runs is kind of the way a band runs. You know, or, or blues and food. There's a big exactly. connection there. So yeah. much. Yeah. And, you know, there's soul food, soul music. Mm -hmm. So many different connections. But uh, a couple of years ago, we became friends with Andrew Zimmern from Bizarre Foods on Travel Channel, another Minneapolis right. local. And he took an interest to us and in the music and food shtick. And he offered to help us in any way he could. And, you know, we've developed a great relationship with him. And he takes us to some really cool events where we get to meet a lot of amazing chefs. Yeah. And kind of introduce ourselves to these people and show them, like, a lot of the time you get to perform for these people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, they get it right away. They, they right. You know, they, they see us and they see the connection. And we're able to communicate that to them. And they just love it. And so we perform at a lot of the food and wine festivals. We just played at Aspen Food and Wine recently. And Crazy. to Toronto Food and Wine and a couple other really really amazing food events we played at the james beard uh, as part of the james beard uh award festivities in chicago this may and uh the the music you know audience really really appreciates what we do and I, we're very lucky to have that well and it's you told me uh when we were getting to know each other before we 
started to record the show that uh, Mario Batali, the great chef, is a really good banjo player. Yeah, I didn't say really good because I haven't heard him personally, <laughs> but I've heard that he, you know, he can play banjo. Well, even just I'll look at a YouTube banjo. video and, and then we'll, we'll go back and I'll, you know, I'll write a little statement. Oh, crazy! So yeah. now you guys both cook. I'm mm, assuming yeah. to cook. What do you? What's Let's go to D. What's yeah. your What's your favorite uh, um, dish? To cook? St- yeah, dish or style well, of cooking. I don't know about style cooking, but something that's very easy for anyone, like college students or people like similar to our situation. I think flatbreads or pizza is so easy to make. Okay. If you go to the store and buy, uh, they have pizza dough there. You can put anything on it. You grill it. You can uh, bake it. You can put it on a, on a flat top and uh, grill it, and then you can put anything on it. So chicken, you can put arugula on top. It's super easy, and you can make it a thousand different ways, and you never really get tired of it. So that's something we love to do. How about you, E? I love cooking steak. I think that's okay. one thing that, I mean, coming from Nebraska and Omaha, you know, right. Omaha's associated spoiled. with steak. Right. Yeah, spoiled we're very steak. spoiled of that. Even though we were vegetarians for most of the time, we, we ended up living in Omaha. But, um, yeah, I think that there it's it's one of those things where you just crave it and you can't get enough of it. And it actually is It's kind of cool because it's such a technique thing to be able to cook a steak. And there's a thousand different ways you can do it. And you'll never get bored of it. What's uh, What's your most recent way to do it? Do you marinate it? You know, I like to keep it really simple. I just salt okay. and pepper. I, I don't like doing too much to it. It's more about the way you cook it, not what you put on it. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do you, how do you, um, let's say I, I said I want that T-bone medium rare. How do you know? Mm-hmm. That's, that's one thing. I'm kind of a beginning griller myself. Yeah. How do you know that yep. it's medium or well done? Or well, there are a lot the of techniques. Gen- the general rule is two to f- two to four minutes. So two okay. minutes would be rare. Three minutes would be medium rare, and then four minutes would be well okay. on each side. So on, on each side. So you flip it. There's right. a really cool yeah. method that I saw that uh, you take a knife when you're cooking a steak and you kind of pierce it in the middle right. while it's cooking. On the side. On, on the side. side, yeah. So kind of so you can get the knife into the middle of the meat. Right. And then you put it on the bottom of your lip. And if it's cold, it's rare. If it's kind of warm, it's medium or rare. And then if it's definitely warm, it's well, well done. Right. So that's a technique that I like to use. Well, that is something that is going to come in handy in the uh, in in these uh, coming months here before the snow flies, for <laughs> the people out there that like to uh, cook steaks in the Wallenpar Radio Land. <clears throat> now, in case your mom and dad are listening, <laughs> you probably just started drinking wine. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we just turned twenty-one. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that must be fun now that you're old enough. Uh, not the yeah. I, we all snuck a few before we were twenty one, but so you can legally go into a restaurant yeah. order wine. Do you, so is your well, knowledge of wine increasing along with your knowledge? It's of increasing. It's very low right now. But I think the amazing thing about food and wine is the, the ability to pair the two things. Right. And uh, they like having a great wine that pairs well with. A red meat or something really enhances the dish, and the same thing happens with music. If you're listening to uh, a Latin, I mean, you're listening to like Tito Puente, right? And you're eating, I mean, at any like Spanish dish or any right. dish with like African flair, it really enhances the experience of eating that food. Well, and for me personally, if I'm uh, if it's a little later in the evening or the wee small hours of the morning, Frank Sinatra and uh, martinis. Mm. I mean, it, yeah. there's no better combination. I, I, I kind of pin you down for that kind of guy. Martinis, <laughs> Frank Sinatra. Well, thank you very much. I take that as a compliment. <laughs> now, let me ask you, as, as just uh, fans of music, mm-hmm. uh, E, let's start with you. What do you like to listen to when you're not uh, working on your own music? Well, we like to listen to, well, me, I'll just talk about myself, yeah. but... I love to listen to as many diverse genres as possible because then it kind of like slowly infiltrates your writing habits. Right. Um, And playing habits. And playing habits, absolutely. So, I don't know, we love just turning on the radio and listening to top 40 stuff because you want to hear what people are listening to these days. Right. And especially being 21, you you want to know what your friends listen to. Sure. But... I also love, there's an artist called Trombone Shorty. I don't know if yeah, you know. Yeah, he He's, plays up here with a certain amount of regularity. Mm-hmm. He's very popular. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love him as a trombone player. I don't listen to many trombone players, but when someone has that much soul and, you know, that, that such, like, such great That's of a vibe, cool. you just can't ignore him. Well, tr- and truthfully, how many trombone players are actually out there on the circuit? Not many. Yeah. Us and him fronting and Big a, Sam Williams. Right, so. yeah, fronting a band. Yeah. No, and after we saw that, that kind of just led us to realize that people out there do are able to listen to horn players as, as band leaders. Right. And he's a very talented trumpet player and trombone player. It's very, very crazy how good cool. he is. Yeah. D, how about you? 
Well, our our producer Corey Wong kind of uh, he made a statement about our music that it's somewhere between Miles Davis and Katy Perry. Wow! And he's right on with that because I listen to a ton of Miles Davis and I listen to Katy Perry. Wow! So it shows you how what you listen to kind of affects your writing. They say you are what you eat, but you also are what you listen to right. in a musical way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really phenomenal. I'm I'm really excited to to hear more of the record, but I'm really excited to hear you guys live. It sounds like not unlike New Orleans. It's it's a gumbo, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the great musicians they take a little bit from here, steal a little bit from there, come up with their own stuff. Yeah. Uh, so what what are the once the uh, record? Tell us first yeah. of all where people can get the record. Online. You can get it on iTunes right now. It's available for for pre order, which is okay. very great, and it'll be you'll actually get it on August 11th. But you can pre order it now. Um, you can also get hard copies at our, any of our shows. You can, you'll we'll be able to get them online. Um, you can hear it on Spotify, you can hear it on YouTube, Amazon, Amazon everything. Yeah. It's cool. everywhere right now. Mm-hmm. So what is the, uh, do you have a touring strategy after the record comes out? Uh, as of right now, we have a lot of performances booked. A lot of them are the food festivals, which we love to perform at. Right. Um, I think we'll be, I mean, we kind of created our own tour in a way. Right. Just because, uh, I don't know, people are interested from every angle, whether it's food or music. And so, you know, I wouldn't say it's a, a traditional tour because we're not playing at the House of Blues, but right, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, as, as people, number one, my friend Chris Mulkey just played the last night of the House of Blues in L.A. They're tearing it down for mm. uh, some people from China about the whole set of blocks there. But really, I remember my blues guys in Chicago used to call the House of Blues their house of everything but the blues. <laughs> That's an accurate statement. <laughs> hey, we're going to be back. We're actually going to play a song live with the Potash Twins, Adiv and Ezra. It's really been a... I'm really enjoying this conversation and getting to know you two. You're just fascinating young men. We are as well. And we it's are musical. going to uh, listen to a, a track uh, title, interestingly enough, Twin Tuition off their new CD, the Potash Twins, and we'll be back in a minute. George Dickel, finished with the unique flavor of Tabasco brand pepper sauce. Well, that's just a mouthful. So next time, keep it simple. Just ask for a hot Dickel. Try the real spice of George Dickel Tabasco brand barrel finish. Two southern legends forged into one great taste. Keep it simple. Keep it spicy. Damn straight it's hot Dickel. Please drink responsibly. 35% alcohol provided. George E. Dickel and Company to the home of Tennessee. The Tabasco marks are only licensed by McElhenney Company. It's a good day to be indigenous. Native Earths Radio presents I'm Awake. Our weekly Native American talk radio show will discuss national and local Native American news and events. Local and national guests will help us keep current with Mother Earth, tribal, and Twin City issues. Native American issues are human issues. We invite all people to walk hand-in-hand with our struggles, victories, and achievements. Listen Saturdays at 2 p.m. I am awake. Enjoy a delicious home-cooked breakfast or lunch away from the kitchen at Milda's Cafe, now open seven days a week. Milda's Cafe has been cooking up family favorites since 1964. Grab a coffee and sit down for a delicious Philly scramble, house-made rolls, or Denver omelet. Stop in for lunch where you'll find authentic Finnish pasties every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Open weekdays 6 to 3, weekends 8 to 2. Milda's Cafe on Glenwood Avenue, four blocks east of Penn. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. The number one source of the Twin Cities gay scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ Media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. 
Hello, this is Ellen Krug from Hidden Edges Radio. When I'm not on the radio, I'm standing in front of audiences training about diversity and inclusion and on how to be welcoming to others who are different from us. More than ever, employers and organizations need professional diversity and inclusion training. I can offer that training through my company, Human Inspiration Works, LLC. I'd love to make your workplace or organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. For the whole show, my two new friends, the Potash Twins, two 21-year-old whiz kids in, uh, in the jazz and pop world. Guys, it's really been fun, and uh, you're always welcome to come back on the show. Tell us, though, in the meantime, how we can follow uh, you on the social media network. Well, we're pretty big into social media. We do a lot of really fun things that are crazy, and people that like to follow our career always just love checking out what we do. But at Potash Twins is our tw- is our handle on Twitter and Instagram and Vine. Okay. And also Potash Twins at Facebook, so www.com Facebook, or backslash Potash Twins. I don't know if I said www.facebook.com backslash thank Potash you, Twins. You. Per- I got it. perk of having a twin. It's great. Now, does, uh, do you guys handle that whole thing, or are you getting so busy you got to farm it out to a younger sister or brother? It's a, it's a little bit of both. I mean, there's something with social media where you want your personality to shine through. Right. So there's and certain well, things where we love to do. Well, this is also the way that you can connect to your fans virtually. So you always have to be involved in it in some way. It, we we do everything on it, basically. Right. We have a lot of planned uh, planned. Uh, Posts. posts that we talk through with right and sometimes know. when you you know when you have a lot of followers and we're blessed to have a few uh you gotta like be careful what you say so we, we right. get some help in, in in many ways but we right. like our personalities to shine through because thanks they amy wanna, they want to see us <laughs> shout out to amy well you yeah amy the manager that's keeping them on the clock and keeping me on my toes it's really been fun uh just to get to know you you guys are very have ebullient and refreshing personalities i love anybody that's in the jazz young or old and i love the fact of how you're fusing it with the pop sensibility what uh how far down the road are you guys looking are you just taking it uh, one month one gig at a time well it's just our goal we never want to stop so i think we're just going to keep doing it and doing it well, it's, it's it, no, it's more than uh, like a career. It's our passion to right. perform, and it's our passion to write music, and it's our passion to be very like involved with what with what our music is. And I, I don't know, it's it's something you can't just turn on and off. Well, and everyone who says that they love what they do, they always say they never work a day in their life. Well, right. luckily they don't call it working music; they call it playing music. So That's every right. single day, we are blessed that we get to play. Well, and we are blessed to get to hear you. You are literally living the dream, and uh, I I wish you so much success. I have a feeling it's 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 been beckoning you at every corner. Uh, may that continue in your careers. We're hoping to see you August 11th at the Ice House with the Potash Twins and a great backup band. We're going to play a little blues to take us out. Gentlemen, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for having us Thanks, on. Thanks, Paul. It's been a great time. Thank you, and keep rocking. And now Ezra on trombone and Adiv on trumpet and myself, Paul Metza, are going to play a little song here for the first time called the Wall of Power Radio Hour Blues.
to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This show was produced by Paul Metza, engineered by Brad Kenamer, and recorded at the Minneapolis Media Institute. We'd like to thank our in-studio guests, the Potash Twins. Follow us on Facebook at Wall of Power Radio Hour. Feel free to like us online at thewallofpowerradio.com. Our website, Guru, Brent Sorry from Range Computing in Virginia. And like my dad used to say, remember to be kind someone happy.